dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Wednesday is upon us. Hello, Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well, as usual. And just trudging along. Well, looks like the Monday. This Monday is got next Monday. Ooh, we're back. Face-to-face gaming. Wow, that's going to be different. Yeah, especially since I have to game master. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Gage, Gage's game, his Sunday game got canceled. So he says there's new D&D books coming out with a couple of new character classes he wants to try one out and it's like yeah have fun that's nice don't need that in my game but anyway so i'm sitting here working on my dungeon idea about modular dungeons and things like that and the whole i hate when this happens the whole logic thing comes up and i'll talk about that after this Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I'm sitting here doing my dungeon list, listing listing as many kinds of dungeon areas that I can think of. Dungeon, tomb, temple, church, tower, monastery, crypt, keep, castle, prison slash jail, caves, and cemetery. Then I put the basics, which is about five different rooms. Entry, sleeping areas, kitchen, storage, and latrine. Then I've got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different add-on areas depending on what this 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 uh, you know this area is for you know stuff like lounge and rec area or an arena or offices um, you know lab slash workshop library slash study things like that and doggone it I hate when logic creeps up on me like this. Because I come back to the same age-old question in my mind. Why are there dungeons? Now, I may have talked about this before, but I don't remember talking about it recently. It's just, I find the idea of a lot of dungeons around kind of illogical. And I even, you know, and mega dungeons even more illogical. Except for some kind of one-off Seven Wonders of the World hoo-ha thing that was built. Because, I don't know, it's just, you know, the Dungeon Dell is a tried-and-true classic. Yes, I know that. It's a great place for you to get, in, for characters to get in trouble with, going down, down below. But you have to have some kind of history or something like that. I'm trying to do up a thing where I can actually... These lists are for basically modular plug-and-play dungeons that I can make on the fly. Do a like a dice drop for the rooms, however many rooms I want. 
I mean, there's also the five-room dungeon that John Ford talks about. And I kind of incorporate that into it, too. You know, okay, I need a five-room dungeon, and it's a, a temple. Okay. First of all, I establish how many five rooms do I need? Because it's usually, you know, to me, it's like the five-room dungeon is also modular in itself. Because if you need more room, you can make another one and attach it. That's basically the whole idea. But then I pick and choose, what do I need? What do I take out? Like a temple needs certain things. You've got the basics down. So what do you need to add on to that? You need to add on like a worship area and some offices. I might even, oh, well, one thing I forgot to put on there as an add-on is like a hospital or something like that, that kind of thing. But anyway, I get back to that. So that's what it's there for. But then again, I start thinking about what's the history of this place and why is it even here? Yes, I know why it's here in the metagame sense, because it's Dungeons and Dragons and Dungeon Delving is fun, period. Okay, but I can get as I can get as much action and excitement in an outdoors area. There could even be traps and things like that. You know, I I just to me the dungeon has to fit into an some kind of rough ecosystem. Once again, it's not possible. It's got to be plausible. I'm not like I've told you before. I'm not one of these uber realistic guys i see if you've got magic in the world you can't be uber realistic but you got to be relatable that's the whole key it's like for any drama you have to you have to relate to who's playing it you have to relate to your audience you have to have characters that relate to your audience and the player characters you know do that but they've got to relate to the world and i talk about immersion too and that has something to do with it but i just don't I want to come up with some kind of logic where you have all these big or small dungeons. They don't have to be so big. You know, I think 12 rooms is fine. 12 rooms or less. Maybe 20 if it's a big, some big hoo-ha mage. Why do mages dig these places? Yes, to get out of people's, you know, get to, to get out of people's sight so they can practice their arts privately, you know, without prying eyes. But then again, I think of, well, why are there wizard's towers? I mean, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty obvious. That's pretty, it sticks out like a sore thumb, pretty much. But there are other reasons, too. I mean, maybe the mage made the tower, or he moved into the tower because he needs to be closer to the stars or the sky for some reason. Or who knows, maybe he's a, his side hobby is being an astronomer. Who knows? And, you know, these are the kind of things that cross my mind when I think about dungeons. I don't like planning dungeons just to have a dungeon. You know, I like to I like there to be some kind of reason why it's there and how does it fit into the plot. It's got to fit into the plot. That's the whole thing. I mean, yes, I'm establishing a, uh, I'm establishing a campaign and I've got a campaign world. And if I need it, if they're part of that, whatever, whatever game I'm running has something to do with them going down a hole to find out what's going on, I got to create that hole for that game. To me, once that hole is created, it's there. I make that a part of the world. So that's why I said I've got to come up with some kind of thing kind of plausible as why these things keep popping up, you know. 
you got to think of, and, and it can be related to the history of the world too. These things are just, they're ruins. They're old dungeons from castles that have fell, fell over the millennia. They could be just caves. Caves, people hiding caves all the time. Clear out the monsters, clear out the critters. They'll go in there and they'll live. You've got humanoids, you know, goblins and stuff. They live in a cave, why not a mage? That'll get him away and he doesn't have to build anything either. Or, you know, there could be any of a number of reasons. But I would like to come up with some kind of consistent, plausible thing that I can rely on. I keep thinking of this idea of this mage who just has this habit of moving around and digging his own places, or something like that. I mean, you know, if you look at, if you look at the Undermountain, you know, that's, he's supposed, you know, insanity can't, madness can't always be the excuse. I mean, this isn't DC Comics. You know, you, you can't, you can't have deranged wizards all the time, even though magic will kind of warp, warp your, warp your brain a bit. But you can't have all these insane mages running around digging holes and blowing things up. But if I could come up with a reason why these things, where some people will go, okay, you got to go down to this dungeon. What's that dungeon doing there? He says, well, it was built by what's-his-name long time ago. And so I don't mind having this recurring name pop up. It's like a a running gag in my games. But you get the point. If I could find some reason why they... I mean, I remember Earth Dawn. I remember the original Earth Dawn. They actually came up with a good reason why there are... So they, they're basically, why, they're, why are there dungeons in the world? And they were something like, they were old... It's kind of like a fallout shelter. The old things back when the world was falling apart and now it's a new age and all these things are left over and blah, 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 blah. My friend Greg... Greg over doing barrel maze. I thought that was a brilliant idea. A a lateral dungeon where you have all these barrow crypts above the above it. Where, like I said, when we played with Labyrinth Lord, I don't think we ever went down into the barrow maze. We spent all our times cruising around these barrow mounds. It was fun. But I think eventually we may have gotten down there, but it didn't go very deep. It was spread out, kind of like L.A. It was spread out more than it went down. So it was more interesting, and he had a backstory and everything why that was that way. First of all, it's a grave site, and that makes sense. Now, if you're going to put something down inside the earth, grave sites are great. Tombs are great. You know, they don't always have to be above ground. So he had a really good reason for that to be there. Another one was uh, his caverns of Theratia. I always say that wrong. Caverns of... of, I I can't even... Is it in here? No, it's not in here. Anyway, his... Wait a minute. Caverns of Anasia. Arcasia. Sorry. Caverns of Arcasia. Sorry, Greg. Greg Gillespie. And that is... That is a dungeon in ruins above ground. So each time he does something, he does something a little different with it, and it gives it a reason to be in there. I just wish I would like to come up with a campaign reason why these are there. But I'm going to work on that. So if you want to talk to me, 
Well, I got to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com. Or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again, Jonathan Dorje Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Sores, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, and John Allen Large. Thank you, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Grognard Podcast. That's Y-U-N-G Grognard. Marcy Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast. Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>